Hey, Grand Forks, welcome to Aki Ichabod's Weird Cinema Live from Grand Forks Best Source. I am Aki Ichabod, and this is the show. Uh, we got some some special things in, in store for you. We're going to start doing something new at the end of the show, so uh, hopefully you stick around for that. Bigger and better things ahead, right? Yes. And just like we have bigger and better things ahead, we also got an awesome sponsor to give a shout out to, and that's our friends at River Cinema 15 and the Shire Bar and Grill. We want you to make them your next dinner and a movie destination. Both places are located in the River Mall in East Grand Forks. You see the footage behind me. Awesome state-of-the-art luxury recliners, expanded concessions that now serve adult beverages, and they run, they are run by the same company that also runs a grand theater in Crookston. And for their showtimes, you could look up morefamilytheaters.com. But for the River Cinema 15, uh, some of this week's featured attractions are Air, rated R, the Super Mario Brothers movie, rated PG. I saw both those movies uh, last weekend, both highly recommended. I know we talked about them both on this week's big screens and TV streams. Also playing is John Wick Chapter 4 still, rated R. And Champions rated PG-13. You can find the complete River Cinema 15 showtimes on their website at rivercinema15.com. And don't forget about their specials. Tuesday, $5 movies all day long. And the Senior Matinee specials, $5.50 on Wednesday and Thursdays. Check it all out. River Cinema 15 and the Shire Bar and Grill in the River Mall. Sounds like a good time, Dale. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we... And, you know, it's not just paying lip service to the sponsor. I, they are my go-to movie place in town. Love catching movies there. I try and catch them at least once a week on the average. So uh, so today's movie, as you can see in the background, The Munsters. The Rob Zombie Munsters. Icky, were you a big fan? This is a reboot of the 1960s TV show that was on the air from 64 to 66. Were you had, a fan of the original show? Yeah, I liked Al Lewis, and I liked uh, Fred Gwynn. Fred Gwynn, you know, if, 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 for people who know him, he was uh, Judd Crandall in uh, Stephen King's Pet Cemetery, the original. You don't want to go down that road. <laughs> I remember I used to see that old black-and-white show on Nick at Night or TV Land, one of the two, uh, that when I was a kid, they were showing reruns of shows from like the 50s and 60s. You know, I Love Lucy, Mr. Ed, and and the Munsters. And I think the original Adams Family also. And the Munsters, I remember uh, seeing uh, Herman. And yeah, I, I kind of considered it was it more of a sati- satirical take on the Adams Family. And even the Adams Family was more of a comedy too. Yeah, well, you know, you got to realize the Adams Family originally started out as a is uh, a comic script by a guy man by the name of Charles Adams. So, and I, I do want to make sure to mention too, I saw this, uh, the new Monsters that came out last year by Rob Zombie, uh, directed by Rob Zombie, streaming on Netflix. So it is on streaming services. So Netflix, if you have that, that's how I watched it. It's a great movie. So this is a remake of the classic TV series, but in movie form. Now, kind of curious, I did a little research going into this. I saw Rob Zombie was in talks with Universal uh, to make this film before he released his first movie, House of a Thousand Corpses, in way back in 2003. So really? Th- this was in the works to make happen a while. I guess this was a passion project of his. Did you know about that? No, I didn't. I, I, uh, it was about a year and a half ago I read about it in uh, Whorehound. And I, I guess he finally got it locked up and confirmed in 2021. And I guess Rob Zombie wanted it to be black and white, like the TV show. Well, here's the thing. Uh, um, I remember I watched the documentary on the DVD, and they were wearing masks because of COVID and everything like that. And so, you know. It, 
So, like, did they happen to go into the behind-the-scenes uh, X's and O's that made the film possible in that documentary? Yeah. What were some, some insights you like took the, away from the it? The guy who played Herman really wasn't tall. Oh, Jeff Daniel Phillips. Yeah. He, I, he, he wasn't tall. He... Uh, they just put him on stilts, basically. I did a little looking in his background. I saw he was a popular uh, reused actor from past Rob Zombie movies like Halloween, Three from Hell, a few other movies, uh, 31. I like, you know, I like the guy who played Grandpa in this movie. Oh, the Count? The Count, well, he's, he, he, he's called Grandpa yeah. in the... Daniel, Daniel Roebuck he was the actor. He looks nothing it. like that in real life, though. Yeah, so, you know, interesting, too, you know, for... So, he, he got this... Universal said, no way, it can't be in black and white. So Rob Zombie intentionally went with a satirized art style for cinematography for the film. Well, you know, um, if you've ever seen uh, he, he, this, the video to Living Dead Girl. It's been a long time. But I do remember that music video. It, it kind of has similar artistic merits to it, to the Monster movie, um, because... Uh, they have a special art style in that music it's, video. It's 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 uh, basically German expressionalism, I think it is. It's called, and it was the movie the 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 cat the I think it was the casket of Dr. Caligari or something like. that. How would you describe the art style for the cinematography they use in the film here? How would you say just for for people not familiar with those art? I terms? like when they're like going off on those little tangents where like there will be like hearts behind them or the swirl or something like that. You know, I know for me, I would kind of consider it like. A very limited color palette used for like the costumes and the background, but they really make those limited colors pop. Did you did you like that Herman Munster was a punk rocker in this movie? Yeah, yeah, that did that did cross my mind. Uh, he has those just uh, reminds me of my dad liking to crack the corny, uh, intentionally bad jokes. <laughs> well, you know, and he, he he did the laugh thing like Fred Gwynn did in the TV show. You know that with with that 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 face that. Herman would make, and it's kind of a a, a a tribute to Fred Gwynn. Yeah, I guess I'm not I'm not too familiar with Fred Gwynn. What, 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 he played he played uh, Judd in Pet Cemetery. Uh, he was the original. Oh, Herman. the ri- oh, okay, yeah, okay. But here's the thing, you know, if we're gonna talk about the monsters, we got to realize that Fred Gwynn hated the monsters. Yeah, I remember. Really? I, I saw the original. He he was not a fan of his own work from that show. Yeah, he Why's said that? he said he wanted to be more of a serious actor. He just took whatever role he could get at the time, and yeah, and so it just did not click. And he kind of looks back of it, kind of in shame. Kinda. There was an interview in Scary Monster magazine that said, you know, if you brought up the monsters to Fred Gwynn, he wouldn't talk to you. So did he eventually come around on it over the years? I don't and think eventually learned to embrace it because I know. You were saying at the top of the show, horror fans love the monsters, and Rob Zombie loves the monsters, and this is why this was a passion project to make for him. I was going to ask you, this is his only non-R-rated film. Exactly. That, you know, I had a friend that was talking with me about that, and it's, it's, it's a great film, though, even though it's not R-rated. He, he didn't need to put all the violence and stuff in it. I'm presuming Universal wanted to stay on brand with the monsters, uh, going back to how they were like a family-friendly show. So they wanted to make a family-friendly movie. It was a P- rated PG, not even a PG-13. This is very family-friendly. <laughs> well, let's just... We, we should start talking about the, uh, the the back... Not the background, but the story, actually. Yeah, wh- that's a why really just, good story. Yeah, why don't you set it up for us? Well, Lily... The Count wants Lily to marry someone. Um, 
Lily's going around with all these bows and stuff, and but she doesn't like them because they're so full of himself. But there's a mad scientist, and this takes place in Transylvania, and he's making a monster. And so... Yeah, you got the two mad scientists, Wolfgang and Floop, trying to construct their monster gone wrong, like a bad version of Frankenstein. And, yeah, and anyways, uh, there's a... There's like a comedian that dies on the same day that a nuclear physicist dies, and they have the same first name and the same last name, and they want to put the nuclear physicist's brain in the monster, but they end up with the comedian's brain in the monster. And when he finally comes to, instead of trying to come up with the next big weapon of destruction, he's cracking silly, corny jokes. (laughs) Yeah. And yeah, that's kind of sets the stage. And then you're saying, you know, the count he wants his daughter Lily to, you know, exper- get get out there in the world and get, get, find a find a husband. What did you think of her first bow, that Nosferatu looking guy? Oh yeah, that the her first date to kick off the film with the guy who is just not wooing her in, in all the wrong ways. And we should also mention, too, Lily is played by Rob Zombie's wife. Sherry Moon, yes. Yeah, and, and, you know, people could say nepotism for all they want. She is a very talented actress. I love her in all her past roles. Well, she played in uh, the... Three Rob- from Hell, she, Devil's Rejects. She, she played in Halloween, too. She was Michael Myers' mother. Yeah, she she is very damn good at her job. So uh, I, and I thought she... You could see her in the background, too. She's front and center there in the movie poster. She... Would you say they got the look down for all the actors in here? Oh, definitely. Capturing the original uh, spirit of the original cast? Definitely. Yeah, I, I think the costumes and the set design, uh, very lovingly homage to the originals. I like the, the Transylvanian sets. You know, as you said, there was like a limited palette of colors. and Well, it reminded me of Dick Tracy. Uh, if you if you remember, like I think it was nineteen ninety nineteen ninety one, Warren movie, Brady, Dick Tracy, yeah, where very limited color, like the very plain looking jackets and backgrounds, but they really pop. They make the use out of those colors, and that's remind me a lot of this for the Munsters. But anyways, uh, Lily's brother wants to get the Count's castle from him because he he, he found like the Count's ex wife or something like that, and he wants to make it into a casino. Wants to steal the steal the house away from the family. Yes, and how? They, yeah, they plays a little dirty trick on Herman. Herman because they they start to date and they hit it off with Willie and uh, Herman there. And yeah, it was it was kind of they have. Did you think that moved too fast in the movie? They kind of have the two get married right away. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I eventually I guess you know they got to get from point A to point B at some point. I mean, it wasn't too big a deal because you know it's all lighthearted comedy. So. Uh, yeah, what did you think of how uh, they ad- they adopt Spot in the film? Oh, yeah, they find him in those catacombs under Paris or something like that. Yeah, they're on their honeymoon. And they have an interesting way of mixing with humans for the first time. Well, yeah, and everyone's freaking out and they go, hmm, they must have never seen such a good-looking guy before or something like that. Yeah, I guess, you know, Speaking of interesting characters, you know, like Herman and Lily and the Count, why don't you fill people in about the other person we have in the background image here, Zombo. Oh, Zombo, yeah. Yeah, they're, they, when the castle gets sold, they basically have to find another place to live. And, and the Count is watching Zombo, who is a horror host, and he goes, that must be the 
the best looking guy in LA or something like that. And anyways, as it goes, they, they move to LA and they think that everyone's monsters there because it's on Halloween. And then they go out the next day and they see all these regular people and they're straight, they start freaking out and they go, it's the most terrible thing you've ever seen. Yeah, their first night in town, they think they are perfectly blending in because it's Halloween. Everyone's decked out for a Halloween block party. But then, yeah, the next morning, they see everyone in their morning outfits, their everyday work life, and they are petrified. Yeah. I thought that was a cut. And then, it, was it just me, or did it seem like, the end, seem like the ending came out of nowhere? Oh, when they win all the money and... Yeah, it seems like, I think Rob Zombie was like, I guess I gotta wrap this up somehow. Well, the movie's like 150 minutes long. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was a lot shorter than that. I thought it was like hour 40, hour 45. Um, it said 150 on the back of 150? the 150? Okay, maybe I'm misremembering. Yeah, or are you thinking maybe hour 50 instead of 150? I don't know. I thought I thought like 150 was 150. Uh, 150, that'd be like two and a half hours. That'd be like once upon a time in Hollywood length. Okay, I'm not sure then. <laughs> I want to say, I remember, because I remember watching the timer on Netflix to, de- to dedicate time to it. I'm... I'm like, all right, got to set time aside to watch it. I want, I'm pretty sure I want to say an hour and 50. So, Oh, sorry about that. Oh, no, no, it's all good. I No, I sometimes get them switched up too sometimes. But, yeah, what did you think of the ending? Because, yeah, they make that deal, and it seems like Lester kind of got hoodwinked into making a bad deal to sell the house. He got a bad cut. Then he goes, I went to Vegas, and I won big. Yeah, and it's just a quick happily ever after ending. Well, you know. Would you like a sequel to this, you think? I would, you know, with kid, with our uh, the kids. Um I was going to say, I thought we were going to get the kids in this film. Eddie Monster and I forget the the girl's name. Because were the kids a big deal in the TV series, too? Yeah. Maybe, so there you got a good... This pl- is a prequel, though, I think. That could be a good plot. Because when the TV show kicked off, they were already married, right? The Munsters? Yeah. So this could be, yeah, this builds a foundation and Rob Zombie. I imagine you would love to do a sequel. To set up one with the kids and all that. So did you think he succeeded with his first non-R-rated film? I do. I do, actually. Uh, some, some people here at Grand Forks Best Source said they didn't like the movie, and that's why they didn't want to come on. But I, I enjoyed it thoroughly. It, it's something funny. Um, it's a good, lighthearted comedy you know, that you can watch with your family. Because it, it, there, there, there's some suggestive material. But it's not bad. You know, it's similar to like a Pixar movie, how they kind of have like the mildly suggestive, you know, only adults really know what's going on. They're not like super explicit with the suggestive material. And it's not scary either, you know. Yeah. I'd say it's like more like night, Nightmare Before Christmas, kind of. Yeah. Like those kind of like very mild spookiness, you know, and it's all lighthearted. Yeah. Pretty carefree. Um, so i'd say i was all right with it i say i liked it i was i was okay with it uh, i wouldn't say i loved it but i liked it i dug it so uh i'm, I'm, I'm so used to his like r-rated gore fest but what, i wasn't expecting that going in and i do I, the last thing i wanted to mention on this movie was it was a little bit of a surprise release because it hit straight to video and straight to uh online video on demand stream streaming it like didn't get a theatrical release you said you had something special for me today yes so um I asked if you were willing to rank the, do I consider you a guru on Rob Zombie, both music and movies. This this is what, your third or fourth Rob Zombie reviewed film Four. on the show? Because you reviewed what, Three from Hell, Devil's Rejects? House of a Thousand Corpses. House of a Thousand Corpses. And so he directed eight feature length films. So I wanted to get your authoritative rankings. So I made a dumb little poster board 
This is a little chart. The official Icky Ichabod's Rob Zombie's official ranking of films. And I got... You like how I improvised the lyrics there on the board? <laughs> you see how people not watching the video, I put, Film so good, I feel so numb, yeah. <laughs> That's a song. Yeah, feel yep. so numb, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. So, we got our one through eight ranking. I got a little Rob Zombie. I was going to do a Rob Zombie doodle on here, too, but I didn't have time, so that's why I printed that out, put it on there. But uh, So, I got these things in here, and I want you to go, if you consider this top half material or bottom half material. All right, you just uh, read them off to me, and I can do them. All right, here we go. I'm just going to grab random ones here. Rob Zombie's first Halloween movie, top half or bottom half? Top. Top. Middle, actually middle. Middle, middle, okay. Halloween 2 by Rob Zombie. Uh, definitely middle still. Middle, all right. Three from Dead. Three from Hell. Or Three from Hell, yes. Whoops. <laughs> uh, probably number five. Number five, okay. This is very on the cuff here, so. Woo. All right. Next up, House of a Thousand Corpses. Number one, definitely. That's your number one. Okay. Icky Ichabod's highly recommended Rob Zombie movie. Number one, House of a Thousand Corpses. All right. Lords of Salem. Was that the one you said you didn't see? I didn't see that Okay, one. so that we'll put that one off. That one's automatically on the bottom by default, but what about 31? Uh, number four. Number four. Devil's Rejects? Uh, number two. Number two. Okay. Original Halloween. So here we here's where we're sitting. House of Thousand Corpses, number one. Devil's Rejects, number two. Uh, 31, number four. Three from Hell, not three from Dead, number five. Then we still got Halloween and Halloween 2. And also uh, the Monsters. <laughs> Monsters is number four or five. Number four or five, okay. So some of these overlap. Okay. Uh, do you want thirty-one higher or lower than the monsters? Lower. Okay. About three from dead. Lower. Probably. Uh, or three from hell. Sorry. All right. Or- original Rob Zombie Halloween. Yeah, it's up there. That- that's good enough. <laughs> number three. Yeah, sure. Halloween two. Probably number six or seven. Number six or seven. More than three from hell. Yeah. Okay. So there we go. Let's run this down. Bottom to top. See how it goes. My Pardon my very subpar uh, craft skill, arts and craft skills. All right. So here we go. Yes. Very well earned. The official Icky Ichabod's official rankings of Rob Zombie films. Number eight by default, Lords of Salem, because that's the only one you haven't seen. Want to go down the rest of the list? Yeah, uh, Devil's Rejects, Halloween, The Monsters. Um, I, 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 I like 31, but I don't like it as much as I like Halloween 2 and 3 from Hell. And, of course, Lords of Salem because I've never seen it. So, yeah, we'll just do the big build-up. Number 7, 3 from Hell. Number 6, Halloween 2. Number 5, 31. Number 4, The Monsters. Number 3, Halloween. Number 2, Devil's Rejects. Number 1, House of a Thousand Corpses. Exactly. All right, so there you go. We're going to wrap things up here with the Icky's like a special debuting segment here and then uh, I, I thought we were going to do the uh, advertisement. Yep, first. I was going to say after we do hear hear from our our friends here and a couple other things here. So, we're just going to have a quick word from our friends at Executive Properties. Are you still putting off that project around the house that's been bugging you forever? 
Do you think you can wait until spring and call a contractor and have the work done ASAP? Well, good luck with that. Executive Properties has openings right now to get that project done. In fact, you can check out their Google reviews. Diane says Executive Properties did a roof project and remodeled a bathroom in our house. We were happy with their quality of work, and the projects were completed in a timely manner. We will use Executive Properties for our next home project. Get that project done sooner than later. Call Executive Properties, 701-330-1273. All right, Icky, Icky, go ahead, turn down that middle notch there. There we go. And uh, I know, I guess before we get your weird news, I know we got coming up, and I know you wanted to give another shout-out to that upcoming Time Bomb show here, right? Yes, one second here, let me grab it. All right, so I see that's coming up on May 11th, Thursday, at the Sanctuary Events Center. In Fargo, North Dakota. It's 21, or 18 plus. Um... Yeah, it's called Perfect Strangers. Bill Alfonso is going to be there. Shane Douglas is going to be there. And Francine is going to be there. Three ECW alumni. So hope to see you there. And they can get tickets on timebombpro.com. All right. So you got a big new segment debuting this week. Yes, it's called Icky Ichabod's Weird News for the Week. What do you have in store for us this week? All right. April 8th. Uh, transit police in Boston responded to reports of a person with a long gun at one of the busiest stations in the system, but instead found a man dressed as the character Boba Fett from Star Wars. He was he was ready to just just cause a ruckus down there at the subway. That Jango Fett son, <laughs> ja- or yeah, maybe it was Jango Fett. I think I was like they found like a, a fake artificial Star Wars pistol or something like that yeah. too. He was he's rocking a mean cosplay. He had the uh, he had the police uh, convinced. <laughs> so that's the weird news for for today. All right, and I guess before we wrap up here, we got a couple of plugs to get out of the way. Uh, coming, uh, make sure to check out some of the other GFBS shows from earlier this week. If you like tasty treats with your movies, make sure to check out the GFBS interview from earlier this week with Margot and Frizz from Oh for Heaven's Cakes. And also check out yesterday's Dirty Thursday, who had on Nolan Almstead and Heather McDonald to preview the upcoming race season at the Devil's Lake Speedway. Those are just two of over a dozen shows we release every week. You can find on gfbestsource.com or by searching GFBS on your favorite social media or podcasts, podcast apps. Icky, what are we going to be covering next week? Well, uh, how about the movie Saw? Saw, the original. You know, I've only saw, one, like, I think a half hour of one of the many Saw movies. I can't even tell you which one it was, so. Well, you know, I gotta say something before I go. I fought the squids and the squids won. I fought the squids and the squids won. Stay, stay weird, Grand Forks. Bye.